All right, Master Joseph. Master James. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. We're jumping right in. Yeah. Uh, there's People are loving, by the way, that I keep hearing from, from people that they really dig how we just jump right into the deep end. And, cool. and, and I think there's, there's a lot of waiting that, that I hope that if people watch many of these, listen to many of these episodes, hopefully they feel that there is wait, some waiting in the water too. And it's not all deep end stuff, but I want to jump in with another deep end question. And that is how, what does philosophy say about how to change ourselves? If we feel like, ah, oh, I'm just not quite enough. I'm, I'm not where I want to be. I, I, who I think I am, just I'm reading this self-help book. I'm listening to these podcast episodes. I, I'm not quite enough or I want to improve. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> broad and deep. <laughs> Once again, it's kind of like where to start, you know? Mm. Pick your entry point. Uh, how to change ourselves. Um, I think uh, maybe one interesting maxim to, to think about is as you think, so you become. Yoga for your intellect. So uh, ultimately, uh, where, are, where are our thoughts? How, what are we, uh, what is our understanding of ourselves? So when you understand yourself a certain way, your life and action and everything else follows that. But that's different than just uh, reading about something. Like you were saying, uh, this self-help book, that self-help book, that podcast, this podcast, whatever. That can just be kind of entertainment. But if you want to, um, if any of us really want to change and, and i assume we're asking about when we're talking about change we're not talking about just like lateral change you know moving from one area to another we're talking about growth mm. uh, stronger wealthier happier uh, more harmonious clearer more pure more, more useful more useful more self-sufficient more um uh independent more you know less affected all of these things it comes through uh changing our thoughts yoga for your intellect that's why we talk, we we we're harping on this theme is because it's not it's not about um uh some physical discipline or my diet or my uh one new habit that's going to change everything nothing these are all conducive but ultimately we got to change what we understand ourselves how we understand ourselves what we are who we are what we're made of what we're dealing with uh, this is um this is a way to go about it mm. to understand i think it's a great it's a great word that you have chosen of to understand before to change ourselves it's kind of like we've we've used uh, chatter about this metaphor before of not knowing what you want is like going on a road trip and having no no city mm. in mind and just being like I, 
I'm going to go 75 miles an hour. I'm going to rip it. I'm not going to stop. Get in the car. Just get in the car, and we ain't going to stop until we get there, but not knowing what we really want to give us direction. But this, uh, to understand, like, when you're thinking about changing or improving or getting more of all of those various categories you mentioned, which we all think about, uh, especially, you know, early in the year, it's like, all right, Mm. here's where I am. There is where I want to be. January. Yeah. Even (laughs) if you know where you want to be, it's an understanding of, are we driving? Are we Mm. walking? Mm. What's the terrain? Mm. There's so many things, even if you know where you want to go, so many things that can go wrong without just a proper assessment of where you are Mm. and an assessment of the environment is that does that strike any thoughts around this proper assessment in this realm of like okay before you even know what you want to change it's almost like see talk about changing ourselves so much of us especially really really capable people trying to change the world but also not taking time to just understand the game before they start that's what switching out pieces it's understanding that's that's why we that's what we're saying is um when when we say understanding yourself the the whole study of vedanta which is what this is all about is provides tremendous information about what we are um and what the world is and the interaction between what we are and what the world is and how to optimize all of that. So yeah, to have the, the, the full, the, the full uh, toolkit and, and, and map of, of life itself um, makes all of these efforts simpler, much, much simpler um, rather than, as you say, just, just, plunging into some program to make myself better in some way or the other, but no real clarity about it whatsoever. That, that education of the intellect, that arming of your intellect with ammunition to go to battle with yourself. I don't mean that, you know, to hurt yourself or abuse yourself anyway, but like the Gita, the Gita is a, the Bhagavad Gita is a battle between the lower and the higher forces the lower forces are a hundred brothers. The the higher forces, the good forces, the dharmic forces are five brothers, right? So it's a big metaphor for our own life. We've got these higher tendencies, which is what the spirit of your question is more about, how to encourage those higher tendencies, how to be the better version of myself that I know I am. I mean, we all know. I have a better version of myself. I have a mediocre version of myself, and there's that other guy. <laughs> yeah, we say being our best self. That's my best self. I'm yeah. at, I'm my best self when yeah. I'm dot dot dot. When I'm this and that. And so, how to optimize yourself? How to be your best version of yourself is really what it is. Um, and uh, first of all, is understanding, knowledge, get the lay of the land, understand where you are in what environment you're functioning, all of that. And then take the guidance of these ancient scriptures instead of trying to figure it all out for yourself, 
right? If you have elders who are enlightened in that way, good for you. Follow them. Follow somebody who's done a lot of work for you already and build on that uh, humbly, you know. But just trying to do it on the seat of our pants, just like silly, you know. Why reinvent the wheel? It's been invented. Just now build on it. And even if it's in the pursuit of something more mundane of I, I want more success in my career if you're going to go up against someone that has a great teacher you know you're two blacksmiths setting out to you know to be great blacksmiths the one that has that's taking the apprenticeship from someone great in seven years is going to be light years ahead of you trying to figure it all out yeah. yourself that's where that's uh where so much, I mean, if an idea has lasted more than a thousand years or two, three, four, five thousand years, there's got to be some, some, there is great Some collective utility. wisdom in there, you know? Right. Yeah. And so in that, that first step of, of understanding or in that uh, one of the primary steps of understanding, you mentioned as we think, so we become. Can you expand on that? So you've got this understanding of, all right, that's where you want to be. Let's say you do have that city. Mm. You want to get to... Palm Springs. Yeah. You want to get to Tahoe. Yeah. Twelve hour drive, but at least you know where you want to go. You started to yeah. visualize that. Yeah. Yeah. Now in that path of getting there, it's this understanding. It's this it's kind of this pause of collection of a proper assessment. And then you mentioned it's it's also part of that understanding is as we think, so we become. So it's are you saying go internal and just say, okay, trying to change the world, trying to change your external circumstance, your stature within your peers. Mm. First, take an assessment of your thoughts. First, middle, last. Mm. It's all about the thoughts. It's all about what are we thinking? How are we thinking? Any type of, of self-improvement, boils down to is self-management self-management self-improvement which you can only do if you have self-knowledge if you only which you can only do if you understand what is my mind what is my intellect what is the body how does it relate to these two what is the consciousness that is enlivening my personality the ear of the ear the eye of the eye what is that consciousness that allows me to even have this awareness at all get those components really clear in our life and then use the intellect to guide the personality towards whatever that goal is that we have set for ourselves and that is up to us right it, that's what i said like it, when you're talking about self-improvement it, it won't just be this kind of random sense of self-improvement there will be certain targets you want to be fit but i can't get fit i just don't know what happens i just don't i don't know i, I set out to get fit but i just i've got a gym membership but i just never get there yeah because the mind's in the way the mind is is saying no i don't want it or i do want it um and you're going with your likes and dislikes instead of acting on the convictions of your understanding because we don't understand that we are victimized by our minds, for example. It all comes down to mind and intellect at all these levels to improve ourselves 
We've got to learn to act according to the decision of our intellect, to the goal, the aim, the ambition that is set by our intellect, not go along with how the mind and how the mind feels or doesn't feel. Sometimes it feels like it, you know? Sometimes you get out of the sauna and you're like, I feel like that cold, I feel like that cold bath now. I feel like that ice bath. I really, I really feel it, you know? Sometimes you really don't. <laughs> Sometimes you, the last thing you want to do is no matter how hot you got yourself in the sauna, Sometimes the last thing you really want to do is just stand in the cold. But that's the time to do it. It's those days that will make you have your reset nervous system or your weight loss or your vagus nerve or your whatever the benefits, I don't know, whatever the benefits of the ice bath are that we want to have, that we've aimed for. There are days where the mind is, doesn't want to participate. It's not interested. It doesn't like it. In fact, it has a revulsion towards it. The intellect has to say, do it, whether I like it or not. And this is just one example of self, um, of recognizing how the mind and the intellect function in us. But it's always a case of where your intellect is, how clear it is, and what you're allowing your thoughts to do. If you're allowing your thoughts to uh, convince you if the intellect is being taken hostage by the mind to not pursue something, to not pursue whatever that improvement is that we're after, then we'll become that. But if we, if we um, consciously educate the mind, our own mind, by the intellect lecturing to it based on these principles of Vedanta, then you become that higher version of yourself that you have visualized, that you have created. You want to hear a wild story? Yeah. So I, I the first you mentioned the cold plunge and and I've done. <laughs> like to think I've done many hard things in life, but uh, <laughs> I did a. What is so great about a cold plunge is there's very very few times in your monthly career, yearly pursuit of your, you know, uh, professional lives. For many of us, there's very few times where it's like, I need to confront something really hard. Maybe it happens once a month, maybe once every two or three months. A lot of the time, you're just kind of in a groove for many, especially you know, desk jockeys with just tapping in an air-conditioned room hmm. on a little keyboard. Very hmm. few times when it's really when you have to tell your mind, no, I'm going to override what you're saying using intellect. And for folks wondering... Why we keep using this uh, mind and intellect, the two equipments that we have within us. Go watch episode one where we give the the primer on this, and it's such a central contribution of, of Vedanta. Hence, yoga for your intellect. It's strengthening, um, improving the, the capacity of that intellect. It's the, ca the entire concept here. But the, the day that I did 10 minutes in a... And it was maybe 37 38 degree water by far the most that i had really subjected myself to and it was very early in my like cold plunging um, journey but what is so great about it is that you can daily or weekly have these scenarios where you're like no i'm overriding what the mind is telling me to do yeah and within <clears throat> 30 minutes feel the fruits of it yeah yeah within an hour within two hours you're just like 
and it's you know it's very and it's also very contained where it's you and your mind it's not kind of like you approaching something difficult with two co-workers where you know there might be ricochets for for mm. weeks it's just right there you mm-hmm. and 150 gallon rubbermaid little you know um big bucket for off of amazon and <laughs> pour the ice in and, and 100 pounds of ice and i'm getting in Sheesh. and it's uh <laughs> as much you know ice basically <laughs> as it is water yeah. And I'm getting in, you know, right after it's filled up and I know it's going to be pristinely cold. And I spout uh 30, 40 seconds in, I'm like, no, no, I can't do this. And I'm like, no, I'm overriding 10 minutes. I, I'm overriding my mind. And, and this was before I really had the, once you have just the example of once of doing it yeah that that mental agitation yeah that question has been answered the mental agitation yeah, is 80 yeah. percent reduced but yeah. before knowing that i could do it i <laughs> i get in to the bucket and um like i said about within the first minute or so i'm like i can't do this i i'm, I'm, I'm i might make it to three minutes yeah i might make it to four <laughs> and i kind of just relinquish like needing to make it to 10 and i'm just taking it kind of like 30 second chunks let's just okay fine let's just get as far as i can end up making it to 10 minutes and i swear to god that night i had a dream i played basketball all all my life growing up that night i had a dream that i beat michael jordan in basketball so trivial sounding so silly but just when i say that i beat michael jordan in basketball it wasn't even there was no scoreboard Mm. I couldn't see the scoreboard in the dream. Mm. I knew, and it was a three-on-three game, uh, but I knew in this gym, in this game of my team versus Michael Jordan's team, I only really visually saw maybe two or three plays. Mm. But the outcome was decided without me looking at anything. Every part of me knew, oh, yeah. I just did Jordan. I just I'm beating Michael <laughs> Jordan right now. And I and I'm going to the game is is over before it started. <clears throat> and and I joked to myself of like, did a nice bath and next thing you know, I'm beating beat Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> and I joked and, and kind of wrote it off for a little bit, but uh maybe a week or two later I started to reflect more on how powerful that was that when you do overpower the mind and you have this example one freaking silly example yeah of a 10 minute override mm-hmm, mm-hmm. applying that other lesser used equipment of the intellect against the mind yeah sure 18 years of of codified desire in me or uh, mm. of of pursuit being mm. great at this game of basketball mm it basically came true in an instant that day of mm. okay i've conquered the mind or in that moment earlier today i conquered the mind and subconsciously what was being fed back to me 12 hours later was you can do anything mm. you can do the unthinkable mm. 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 Oh, yeah sure and for a week, I was like, that's a trivial kind of silly thing. But that was maybe, I don't know how long ago that was, but I think about that now pretty constantly of, no, that was not trivial. Wow, my subconscious was was saying, 
you just unlocked something really, really massive just by a 10 minute exercise of subduing the mind. Yeah. Really recognizing that you are, um, uh, not a victim of your mind. You don't have to be. Maybe recognizing we are victims of our minds is a good first step. But then realizing I have the capacity to choose. I have the capacity to act apart from my nature. This is what the intellect is. The intellect is the instrument that we use to exercise this capacity that we have to act apart from our programming. No other being can do it. This is why human beings are human beings, you know, but a shark can't do it. The seagull can't do it. You know, the window can't do it. You know, I mean, the window's going to be window. He's a dog. You know, that's it. He's going to do what he does. They, a human being alone has a capacity to, to act apart from our programming, from our nature, from however we start in this world with whatever gifts or, or handicaps or whatever. We do have the capacity, and it's, as you rightly say, it, it, it would be. It is incredibly empowering if you don't know that, if you haven't heard that before. And this is all that this ancient wisdom is saying. It's not all it's saying, but it's a really major thing that it's saying, that you don't have to uh, live according to the dictates of your own mind. You can educate it. You can gradually change it through knowledge, through application, through effort. Abhyas. Abhyas means effort. You've got to put in effort. It's, it's not enough just to hear about it, which is how we started. It's not enough just to watch um, a bunch of different podcasts like this. It's not enough just to watch this podcast. You've got to watch this stuff and get inspired to get on a path to apply yourself uh, consistently every day, whether you like it or not, to change your personality for the better. In this case, we say change your intellect. But even if it's just a, a health program or some like yoga app, you, you know, okay, you got to decide with your intellect, I'm going to do it every day, even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to go there, even if I just watch it and I'm going to make sure I, I, I set that hour aside. So this is why we have e-learning. We have Swami's e-learning uh, program, which is really, if you ask me, one of the big goals of this podcast is to let more people know about this incredible uh, course that you can watch and not cause I'm, we're not selling courses. Yeah, we don't make it we, don't get anything. We have nothing to do with it. It's Swamiji's program, but it's, we are both doing it. We both watched this morning our e-learning programs, uh, and it's just a remarkable thing for those who. And by the way, e-learning makes it seem like there's like tests or it's just online lectures. Yeah, and I, I mentioned this a bunch, but it's just so insane that it's just on your phone, in your pocket, on your computer, wherever. Like it's there's a you don't have to commute twenty minutes, much less. Yeah. Uh, you've got it. You know, fifty years ago the insanely arduous task it would be to try to find this oh yeah this i mean i was thinking this morning i was listening to um uh 
uh, after you go beyond a certain point, you can listen to questions on e-learning. And I was listening to just some amazing conversation in the ashram uh, from 2018. Um, and thinking about you and thinking about what you always say. I, I was saying at 5.30 this morning, I'm like, God, this, is, this is a miracle. It's crazy that I can be sitting there in my cozy shack next door and <laughs> be listening to Swami answer questions four years ago. And it's so relevant. It's so amazing. And um, But the reason I bring e-learning up is, is to say that it's one thing to survey, okay, these are all the trainers out there, or these are all the cooking schools, right? Or these are the nutritionists available to me, and pick one. The point is eventually pick one or pick a path, pick a discipline, whatever you're going to do, and then stick to it. The uniqueness of Vedanta is that Vedanta is a self-improvement, self-management path, no doubt, but it also gives you the tools to stay on the path within it. You know, so it's like... Oh, so? Well, like, it, it, you go to a trainer and you say, I'm going to be fit. I'm going to go to get, I'm going to sign up for the gym and I'm going to show up and I'm going to, I've got a trainer, I'm going to be fit. But the trainer doesn't come with knowledge of the intellect. He just knows how to train you. I mean, unless he's a Vedantic trainer, which is, would be cool. If there's any out there, that would be a great person who can, <laughs> on the side, educate you. By the way, the thing that's not allowing you to, to be consistent is this mind, you know? So, Vedanta gives you all these tools, all these ways of looking at things, all these practices for bettering ourselves as human beings, but it also gives you the mechanism to stay on the path, to stay sharp, to stay consistent, all in one bundle. It's, it's this incredible uh, self-cleaning system. Uh, it is the message and the method in one. In, in one. It's the, it's the portrait as well as the map of where you want to go it's just um, remarkable you know and that that so yeah the reason i bring up e-learning is to say once you decide hey look i think developing my intellect is really what i need to do why fyi the way to do it is um to eventually sign up for this e-learning program because it's just so there's nothing i have weekly classes people are welcome to join People can email us. We can talk to them. These are all stop gaps, as far as I'm concerned. The right, real uh, on ramps, yeah. Is on ramps, on ramps. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It is the high school version. Mm-hmm. The books are Vedanta Treatise. I think is so so phenomenal. It's uh, it's. I think for many Americans, many in the, in the West, can jump right into Vedanta Treatise. I think I started with Holocaust of Attachment, but you could jump right into. Vedanta treatise because yeah. it's um I think that especially if you're listening to something like this you you've already been exposed to a hand, a handful of you've been demystified by just that continuous mm. external pursuit to a certain degree yeah but then after Vedanta treatise reading it twice then it was it's like okay mm. ready for which was I don't even know why it took so long I just I literally mm. was like ah signing up for something I, yeah, I know, I know what a book is, but it's, yeah. it's literally just uh, an email, and then you get online lectures every morning. Oh, yeah. go ahead. What no, I was this? just going to say for those who don't know, the e-learning is is three is the three year course that runs at Vedanta Academy 
in India continuously in person under the direct guidance of our teacher Swami Parthasarathy. Um, but not everybody can sign up to go to India for three years and and really commit to living there and doing that path. So just that for those who might not have heard that it's um, the e-learning program is all of the lectures you would get in that course. So it's uh, amazing. And again, just doesn't get it. Would it, the others get anything for suggesting it. it's just uh, like the books don't get anything. But uh, if you want the undergrad version, the Dante trees, if you want the postgrad version, yeah. uh, it's the online lectures and daily. I want to, I want to, I want to, yeah, underscore that, that with you. Um, and let's use an example, a metaphorical example of changing and change the approach to changing our thoughts mm. as we think, so we become. So then, therefore, someone listening would naturally say, "Okay, well, how do I change my thoughts?" You mentioned words like gradual. Mm-hmm. Um, Vedanta constantly is it must be daily. Yeah. It's attachment as, as uh, Swami says, in Holocaust of attachment is like a virus, and you must inoculate it daily. You, there's no cure yeah. for a virus. That's why we get the flu shot every year. Yeah, daily inoculation, or else you're going to have that lunch with a friend. Three mm. days, thirteen days away from your study, and that lunch, you're going to say, "Oh, you, you, you got what promotion? Oh, cool. No, I'm super happy for you." And, eats away at you yeah. and your own insecurities because you're 13 mm. days removed. Right. But um, walk me through how to change our thoughts. I mean, one idea that one thing just to, comes to mind is like ego. Just as one one thing that, that Vedanta analyzes deeply. It tears it apart. It says there's three ways ego manifests. The idea that I am the doer, I am supreme, I alone exist. So if, if you think to yourself, <clears throat> I want to have better relationships with people. I don't want to fight with people. I want to work better with my coworkers, my family, what have you. We can, uh, just as an example, you, it, that's a big step, actually, rather than saying, hey, I've I got to get new people. <laughs> right? that's, the, that's the really kind of ignorant approach. The common approach. It's like, I guess, F yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to find better friends. I'm going to find better people. I'm going to get a new family, a new wife, a new, a new team, you know, fire everybody, you know, whatever. So a, a person that has a more mature approach to it would be like, okay, I need to learn to relate to people better, right? But the mind and the ego have a history. They've got their own way. They've been going in a particular direction for a long time. You can't expect it to just turn on a dime. You don't one day just be non-egoistic. It just doesn't happen, right? So I am the doer needs to be analyzed until it's gone. Analyze it with the intellect. Be like, look, how much do I really contribute to anything? What is my role? I think we may have talked about this a couple of episodes ago. I'm not sure if for anyone. It was on Clubhouse. Oh, that was on Clubhouse. Okay. Clubhouse, Fridays, <laughs> 7 a.m. Pacific time every week. Yeah, that does benefit us. No, not, not really. <laughs> no, not at either. all. Yeah. Nothing, is, nothing. This is a net negative endeavor <laughs> it's net uh, negative. in terms of anything that you could measure. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's but our fun. Our elation, literally, yeah. as I said yeah. last episode. It's, it's a pleasure. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was Clubhouse. Okay, so so good to bring it up. Like the intellect analyzes what do I actually have to do with anything? Okay, this is my podcast. Well, in my case, that would be supremely absurd because <laughs> it's your podcast. You thought of it. I'm the happy guest. Um, but uh, likewise, that would be absurd. To, it's uh, yeah. I, I, as you're saying that. I'm thinking, yeah, that's it's so easy to say. This is oh, this is my idea that yeah. We got Jake, we got Nick, we got so many people. So many people that that whoever invented these mics, these lights, these cameras, the I don't know, electricity. This is quite literally more Jake's podcast than it is yeah, ours because he's the podcast. one editing yeah. videos. Yeah. I mean, what what does anybody have to do with anything? Your children are not your children. <laughs> says Khalil Gibran. To that extent, your children are not your children. They are the result of life's longing for itself. I mean, that's crazy. Mm. And even though they're my children, I'm, they're not your children. Nothing is yours. Barack Obama got in so much trouble. It was like, I think it was the first campaign. I don't know, 08. He was in Wyoming or something and he was standing in front of a factory and he he's, there's like this huge, all the factory workers and the owners, and he turned to the owners and said, you guys didn't, this isn't your business. This belongs to all of us. You haven't created this business. And he was right. It was amazing, you know? I mean, did they build the roads that allowed their trucks to leave? Uh, Wouldn't exist if there weren't customers with demand. Customers, the trucks themselves. Did you build the trucks that take your product out? Like, no, no, but I, I invested. Okay, but who, uh, what army kept your economy stable? Go try out Indonesia. Go build a company over there and see how that goes when inflation goes 85000 in a week or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So many things are contributing to any one of us doing anything. So this is just an example of how the intellect is educated every day. We'll see that the mind is becoming egoistic and be like, whoa, 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 Joseph. Stop, uh, you know, asserting your your role in the whatever you're doing, causing conflict. Recognize you have nothing to do with it. You're you're a cog in the wheel. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe. So let's say there's conflict with you and a coworker. Hmm. You're saying assess the the I am the doer, ignorant viewpoint. You're not the doer. You're not the yeah. cause of the conflict. You're not the con. You're not the participant in the conflict. You might what? be the cause. That would you. You could recognize that first of all, um, it takes two people to have a conflict. If one person's not participating, it's not going to last very long. And it just and it it forces the other to go introverted also and look towards themselves. So if a person wants to battle, and another person's not participating. Eventually, they, it just stops, right? So it, it, it takes you, that's it. That's the point, right? So it, Vedanta is a subjective science. It's about, as we're talking about, me trying to be the better version of myself that I can be. So if I'm wise enough to recognize, hey, look, I have an ego. I keep getting into conflicts. This year, January 2021, I'm going to aspire to be less egoistic the point is that will not make it happen that's that's what we were talking about that will not bring about that improvement that change just one day in january having that thought it just won't because as you said the world is 
constantly inputting on us, constantly distracting us, constantly influencing us, rather than realizing that I have an ego functioning in this situation, to be able to have that awareness when it happens and actually be able to better my relationships, reduce my conflicts, etc. To For that to happen, I've got to remind myself daily of the intellect, of ego, of what the mind is, of who I am, what my my true role in society is, what my place in the universe is. The whole study uh, keeps us alert, keeps our intellect available so that we don't fall into these uh, traps that we set for ourselves. Mm. So I am the doer is one. I am supreme is the other. Only I can do this. If I don't do this, who will do it? Nobody else can do this. This It could be anything. It could be making dinner. It could be uh, knowing which table is the best at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like uh, you watch 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 a group of people come into a restaurant, right? And one person, you can see it happen. Uh, uh, I used to work in uh, one resort. I mean, work in a sense. <laughs> I don't work. But I used to teach Vedanta in a, in a resort and um, in, in uh, North India. And you watch people walk into the restaurant and, you know, one person will be really assertive about, no, no I know what the best table is. That's the best table. And yeah, I am, I am supreme. I, I know best. Everyone should follow me. This will cause problems. This is being egoistic. But we'll only be able to recognize it in ourselves if we are constantly remembering all of these uh, lessons of Vedanta. And this is just one piece. It's a... It's a full spectrum of life, wisdom, tradition, Vedanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I alone exist. Everyone should do it for me. Uh, everything's for me. Me, me, me. It, if the guys in 2008 had been studying Vedanta in the mornings, their intellect might have popped up and said, you know, other people exist on this planet, right? And... um yeah, the U.S. can probably bail us out, but what's this going to do to the Philippines if we destroy the economy? Just, you know, willy-nilly write some bad mortgages for a couple of years, you know. But, ah, we've got to get, I've got to get mine. It's selfishness. I alone mm-hmm. exist. It's just an example, right? So Vedanta is talking about all of these uh knowledges of ourself all of these tools that we have within us to of understanding um ego is just one example but if you're if you're daily reflecting upon the wisdom tradition from all these different angles all these different ways of looking at yourself over time what will happen is the intellect will be strengthened Mm. you'll go for your intellect it will be gradually strengthened and we will become less and less victimized by our lower nature, by our mind, by our ego, by our desires, by all of these things. Less subjected to the end that is easily visible from the beginning of so many of these yeah. internal debates. Should I go to the gym? Should I not? Yeah. I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna stick to this diet. Yeah. Do you mind talking a little bit about that uh third aspect? Um so 
as we think, so we become. So it starts with our thoughts. It starts with understanding, understanding the game. God, so many people want to change the world in maybe brilliantly unselfish ways. Yep. But they don't even understand the game, and it's like, what, or what's there already? What's there already? What, what tools what are, are there already? Gonna, what are they going to rip out on accident? Oh my God. To install the plumbing, ripping out the electricity, and it's it's like someone walking up to a chessboard and being like, hmm, let's take these pieces out, put some, uh, we're going to take these three mm-hmm. pawns and we're going to make them switch them from white to black. I'm going to put four checker pieces in there and take out this uh, horse looking thing, having no idea what the game is, but they're so quick to be, oh, let's change this, change that. Yeah. I want this to happen. Yeah. Never taking time to understand the game. Yeah. And part of that understanding, uh, part of that deep understanding is, you have two equipments. It's like, I don't know. You know these analogies could talk for days. And it's like realizing, no, you have 12 golf clubs. You don't have to just use that one golf club. Yep. It's that understanding of you've got two equipments within you, mm-hmm. mind and intellect. Mm-hmm. And that intellect, you know, we use the phrase, phrases like mindset, framework, frame of mind. Well, what is the thing setting your mind? Mm-hmm. It is, Vedanta just goes a layer deeper of outlining explicitly it's this other equipment you have, yep. an intellect, to foster, to develop, to to reinforce. Once you realize you got you know two clubs instead of only one golf club, it's like okay, now get really good at this other one because it is the superior club. You don't yeah. need to be driving yeah. with your putter. Yeah, drive with the driver, and in that development of that intellect, it is reinforcing like building any any muscle towards guiding those thoughts of. Like I said, uh, the example just getting in the the cold plunge, mm-hmm. and the subconscious feeling it, yeah, and dreaming about it twelve hours later. Mm. Then it's understanding. Then as we think, and please tell me where I'm uh, misinterpreting or mishearing, but as we think, so we become. Just realizing, okay, focus on your thoughts, and in in your words, uh, it's the first, it's the middle, it's the end. It's it is your it is where your thoughts are. It's where your actions are going to be. True. And your whole experience of life. Mm, yeah, and comes back. It's not, yeah, dude. Your, your, body's, your body's not having any experience. Right. I mean, it is, but it's a vehicle. Right. Lose those 50 pounds, and who did you become as you lost them? It might be much worse than Maybe. who you were at. Maybe, yeah. Our entire, uh, all everything that'll ever happen in it is within our mind and intellect, in our experience. That's what it is. Ultimately, that's where we want to uh, improve. And as you said, action will follow. But I think it's important um, to, you know, they say out with the old, in with the new. I would reverse it. (laughs) Out with the new, in with the old. Mm. Like we were saying at the top, take time to see what's out there already right there's all of these challenges in life all this fast-moving world you're describing all of this issues going on and we do we bother to find out what has been laid down for us already there's so much this this wisdom tradition in particular is so incredible but any one of them that inspire you please out with the new in with the old and then also understand there is no uh, pill for this. 
There is no overnight solution. Anybody is offering offering you something overnight. You may have something overnight. You may have some experience, but it will be gone by morning. <laughs> it's like easy come, easy go. And so um, the e-learning program that we're talking about is based on the three-year course at the ashram, uh, which uh, is an in-person course. You can live there and follow a schedule seven days a week. It's for young people, basically people like 18 to 25 is the average age. It's Older folks can go. They just don't tend to be free enough to have go for three years. But the first year is just learning the language. And I don't mean Sanskrit. I don't mean, I don't mean any Indian language. It's all in English. The whole course is in English. But really, the first year, and honestly, maybe the whole three years. The first three. The first three years. Like I'm, I'm on. Yeah. Uh, the last, yeah, the last uh, 10 you know, days and and I'm I mean I I've told you before like I probably a year and a half in I was like I'm looking forward to doing this again doing it again I already forgotten so much for yeah, yeah and not just it's not just forgotten it's that as I, I I say on my podcast and in this one once in a while that you know as the average American is subjected to 2,600 advertisements a day yeah it's and so it's like whatever you even remember. You have an onslaught of competing messages that you are going to encounter every day. Constantly, um, yeah. So you take three steps forward in your morning study, and then the world bashes you back a couple and put two re- and a half. redoes the old impressions, and then you keep it up, and then the world says, no, no, but you're actually this, you're that, you're that. No, no, okay, okay. That's all the new stuff that I'm saying, get out with it. Mm-hmm. No, but all I need to do is is that. They're saying that's the solution. No, no, no. Time-tested, ancient. Stick with the the true wisdom of life that's there. Follow that. But at the same time, in any self-growth, any self-management, any of these things, it's cool and good to be kind of lighthearted because you've got to understand your mind, my mind, is ancient. It's way before James. It's way before Joseph which is another podcast altogether. But this mind did not start the day you were born. It's been existing and will continue to exist. It's got its own ways, and it's got to be, first of all, given the information, which takes time. This is the three years. That's what we mean by learning the language. Ego is was one example to highlight a useful way of, a useful goal to be less egoistic. But that's one of hundreds of of angles on life that vedanta provides us so you got to learn all of that and then as you say continue the study continue to reflect repeat it over and over again slowly these pennies start to drop and we can actually apply it to our whatever our self-improvement goals are whatever it is we like to change which was the original question yeah ourselves and starting with uh changing thoughts i mean it's like practicing anything surfing yeah. yeah like one day you just can turn yeah and you're like whoa yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah it's a good day <laughs> yeah it was such a good day I, I only had it recently i was like oh my god going up and down up and down yeah and um <laughs> when the fins lock in yeah it's it's, it's great but it took every day proceeding as uh really great coach for San Antonio Spurs, uh, Greg Popovich, talks about 
breaking the stone. And the hammer that breaks the stone takes a thousand swings before the stone is broken. But it is each swing before that that was required mm. for it to break. Yeah. And it is these pennies that drop. Yeah. But it is that daily study. So we've got understanding. And, and another way of saying that is to stand under and just observe. Yeah, learn, be humble. Say, be humble. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. As we think, so we become. And a big part of that shift is daily, gradual shifts. It's, again, like anything, you wouldn't expect to turn on, on day one. So much of the times we fail in life is because we're presented with a, a scenario. And we're like, ah, oh, damn, I couldn't lift 250 pounds on bench press. <laughs> when I was presented with that opportunity, and I never worked out before a day in my life, Joseph. Yeah. And whatever that, the real, you know, that being the metaphor, for it, you're presented with something, you, you fail at it. Yeah. Maybe it's not because it's you, it's just that gradual investment wasn't made mm. to make the decision you wanted or to seize that opportunity that you wanted. Yeah. And, and therefore, that's that daily, constant, steady uh, study and investment in that uh, retraining of the mind, retraining of the thoughts. The great difference um, in any of our success in terms of self-development, certainly in terms of spiritual growth, is um, a word called uh, that's worth mentioning, shraddha. Shraddha is... Uh, there's a saying, you are what your shraddha is. It's it's your consistency of purpose to reach something until you finish it. It's also can be translated as faith. So there's an element of that. But in this context, more highlighting the consistency aspect. You are what your shraddha is. You're not what your talent is or your limitation you are what your shraddha is. What is it that you do consistently? That's what you are. Mm. That's what you will be, right? Not what you would like to be, not what we think we are, not what we imagine ourselves to be, but what we actually consistently do, that is what we are. Mm. And we may not, if, if, you know, any one of us, if we look in the mirror, may not necessarily like the report. If there was a shraddha mirror, you know, like one of these techie mirrors, you could press a button and it <laughs> looks at you and tells you what you actually are. It may not be bad. It just you may you may think you're a philosopher, but you're really a foodie, mm -hmm. and that's cool. Nothing wrong with being a foodie, but no, no. But I, I'm a philosopher. I, I teach philosophy. Well, yeah, you but, might think you're, you're, but you you think about food all day. You're, you're mm -hmm. acting on food all day. You're, you're cultivating your, you know, or sorry, but the, or. Uh, I, an all-star at work you're you're on your way to, you're underappreciated but you're really an all-star yeah. then you click <laughs> that button and it's like no you're wildly inconsistent yeah yes wildly uh, you think about the time that you saved the day four months ago on that yeah. thursday when the yeah. crisis was happening you're doing the highlight reel in yeah. your head and your coworkers <laughs> are like wildly unpredictable yeah whether so-and-so is actually going to deliver mm-hmm and you're saying it's your consistency. Consistency. That matters. That's your shraddha. Which is also, you also could be hitting that right before you hit that button on the mirror and you're thinking about your low points and you're like, God, it's going to be terrible. Totally. I, I am that F up that did this three months ago. Right. That did this five years ago. That did this 
13 years ago, I'm that F up. And which is again, mind. Mm. And you may actually be much better, which I think is the point you're coming to. You right. may actually have much greater uh, capacities and qualities and offerings that you're doing consistently that you're not registering and then getting stuck in this sort of like self-loathing and despair and horrible states of mind, which is just the mind. Mm -hmm. It's just another way for the ego to exist. It also mm -hmm. wants to exist. It, everything wants to exist. The ego also wants to exist. So self-loathing is one way to do it. Attachment to pain and suffering. If you have nothing else, if you have nothing positive clearly to attach to, the ego can hold on to pain and suffering. This is me. This is my, right. I'm anger. I am, I am sadness. I am betrayed. You know, right. I am, I, 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 again, ego. Right. And that's the <laughs> area that I was going to mention next is the ego. And I am the doer. I am supreme. I am, <clears throat> I alone exist. Yeah. Those, those three thoughts in the medley that they can play together in your head. You want to lose 50 pounds and you think it's all up to you. And then you're like, but I don't, have, I don't have it in me. Instead of, okay, let me pair up with a friend that wants to do it as well. Let me find a trainer. Yeah. That's go, okay, it's not just going to be me. Yeah, yeah. But even more dangerous, I am supreme or I alone exist of the reasons you want to lose 50 pounds. Mm. Just to serve yourself more. Maybe finding a higher ideal of, okay, I'm going to be more fit to serve my community. I'm going to be more fit for my children. I'm going to be healthier to serve my two-year-old. Mm -hmm. And you start to do that and it shifts your those thoughts. Then you're thinking about your two-year-old Yeah. when you are hitting the gym or you're thinking about your two-year-old when you're yeah. like, I need to subdue my mind. Yeah, yeah. So this is great. This is great. You come to this. This um the power of the intellect is is directly related to the what to say. The the height the height of the ideal or the vastness of the ideal. So the broader our our ideal, which is what the intellect has to be reminded of every day, what I'm trying to achieve. When, what we say to ourselves, this is, what I, this is what I'm actually about, that early morning study and reflection. Uh, Vedanta helps keep us aligned with this is, what I'm, this is what I'm about, polishing the intellect every day and then, and then hitting life. You know? um, if the broader the ideal, the higher the ideal, the subtler the ideal, the more power it gives the intellect, the more juice mm -hmm. comes with it, right? So if you get inspired truly to be the infinite, I'm tired of being this limited personality. Speaking of change, mm -hmm. I'm tired of this punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jatare shayanam. Again birth, again death, again birth, again death, again birth, again death. Every day, waking up, Every putting day, on a suit, going into this job yeah, that I, yeah, taking uh, it off, uh, having uh, a drink. For what? I want to liberate myself. I want to get to my true nature. You get into that frequency when the intellect actually gets a hook there. You know, it's like a, that ice climber mm. uh, that we were, what was it? The alpinist. Yeah. Mm. My God. So, he, once so he good. gets that 
crazy. The tools are bizarre. It's amazing. He puts that little tool. The moment he gets a little bit of that tool in that higher, now he's got the power. He can lift himself. But the whole thing is about getting that that hold. Hmm. Same thing. The 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 power of the intellect is is directly related to the the height of the ideal, the vastness of the ideal. And if you get onto that frequency that Vedanta talks about of liberation from limitation completely, if you get inspired to get into that infinite state, it comes with a lot of juice, comes with a lot of energy, endless energy actually, to pursue it. And so then the mind really doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. To the extent you're that inspired. And it, it's not like black or white. It's a, it's a spectrum. So that that is increased by the daily study and, and reflection. One of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. I think it's the last one we chat about, um, we chat about what do people want. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the reflecting on that, that conversation in that episode, one of the things that is, uh, comes to mind is just in a, even in a <clears throat> mundane, secular, worldly way, you want the things that the gifts that keep on giving. You want the thing that that keeps giving you more, not you know the thing that exhausts and gets old. But it's one of them would be you want to be useful, yeah. useful in your community. Yeah, not just like service to where it's unselfish, but even if you just hook onto a higher ideal of I want to be useful because people are going to value my presence more. <laughs> That's far better than I, I want to lose 50 pounds so that I can uh, get more attention from mm. whoever. Mm. Instead, it's I want to be healthier so mm. that I can be more useful, mm. more energy. Mm. And this extends to almost anything. Take it to a pretty, pretty high ideal of I want to subdue the mind so that I can be extremely useful to my community i don't want to be inebriated Mm. by 7 p.m every night Mm. i don't want to have to sleep in till 11 a.m on the weekends just to catch up i Mm. don't want to have to wake up and feel like i need to change my mental state somehow so Mm. i'm gonna beeline it to Mm. uh the first of three coffees Mm. in the morning Mm. all of these going in the opposite direction of i i want to be useful even from the the selfish version, I want to be useful and I'll get a lot of love. Just that selfish uh, approach. Yeah. Maximize your usefulness. You'll get a lot. It's like the wave in surfing that just keeps building. Yeah, if yeah, You become yeah. useful. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's it just it is a self reinforcing yeah, love is. fest. Sure, it is with with your community when you're useful. It's a lot better than what can I get? Right. Right. And you will. It's a uh, like Zig Ziglar, one of the original. Motivational speakers, hmm. um, fellow Texan actually, yeah. said, uh, give others everything that they want and you'll get everything that you want. And I remember hearing that as a kid, thinking, oh, okay, it's it's paradoxical, but it just works out. And then, and this is the last area I wanted. So we mentioned ego. Uh, we mentioned picking up a higher ideal uh, and that broadens and strengthens your intellect even further, uh, the last area I want to talk about is this uh, knowledge nuclear bomb that once I heard it a while back, I've never been able to shake it, which is 
the intellect or, or wisdom, if you want to use kind of a Western colloquial phrase, wisdom is the capacity to see the end and the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when I heard Zig Ziglar say, when you give ever, when you give others everything they want, you'll get everything you want. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounded like, oh, press button A, and then you get mm-hmm. B in return. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was when you see this work, be useful, and it's the wave that just mm-hmm. keeps building. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're, it's the love fest that continues with your community. Mm-hmm. It, I realized it's, it's far more uh, psychological, biological, neurochemical, worldly, mundane, beautifully simple of, of be useful, maximize your usefulness, and people are going to want to pay you a lot mm. to be around and do what you do. People are going to want to be around you a lot mm. because it's like, wow, it's mm. just this this very, uh, in their own self-oriented approach, very selfish benefit of being around yeah. Joseph, being around mm. Todd, <clears throat> Sarah, whoever it is. Mm. And then third, it's this, uh, it's this gratifying uh truly like psychological or biological aspect of like wow i'm being useful and i'm i'm feeling this gratitude i'm feeling this this uh, i mean oxytocin is the as they say the uh it's the neurochemical when you are unselfish it's a pleasure chemical that gets released Hmm. it's it's just the whole universe is built to reward Hmm. uh this once I saw that end in the beginning, you see it work out. You yeah, just sure. charitably give, and wow, yeah, I feel great about that. Yeah, um, it reinforced this last point. I'd love for you to touch on, which is the capacity. Wisdom is the capacity to see the end in the beginning, as it relates to changing oneself. Yeah how how would those tie together? Well, the opposite is is. Um to be short-sighted and that's the mind the mind cannot uh probe into the unknown it just doesn't have that tool it just doesn't the mind can only deal with what it knows what it's experienced it takes the penetrating capacity that is the intellect to play it out, right? To, to, to see what, what I know and explore intellectually and project what might happen in the future. So the mind is, is short-sighted. It, it goes with what it feels like doing. It goes with what it's attached to. It goes with what it knows which is the opposite of progress. If you're interested mm-hmm. in progress, we're not even saying progress. We're not saying be interested in progress, but if someone's saying, I want to prog- progress, I want to change, then they've got to utilize the intellect, project where they can be if they make a slight change in their life in the future versus if they don't. Mm. And if they don't, then they'll be on the path they're on. And as we all know, this sort of trope, I don't know, one degree at the beginning is how many degrees later? You know? 100,000 miles apart of where the rocket lands. Way later, yeah. If it makes it to the moon, yeah. If, if it, it makes it. But just a tiny angle. 
you know, it's right. some crazy math these guys use to fly these things. So it's like that. Uh, the that takes that takes a lot of intellect. How 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 to plan that rocket to get where it's going? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if it, if we did, it's a pretty rocket. It'll go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might. Like it could theoretically accidentally hit the moon and everything's good. But it's better to penetrate the unknown with the intellect and project what are the consequences that we can't see. And for better, for inspiration, mm-hmm. for setting goals, and for worse, to the cre- create a little fear in us about, you know, if I don't do this, this could very easily be my situation. Right. You know, and and again, this is where, gosh, man, learn from others. Learn from the world around us. Learn from right. uh, the thousands of years of of wisdom that this tradition of Vedanta is, is offered. Why mm. not? Why not take some help? Why, why, why try to do all this penetrating capacity by yourself? Like it's crazy. Take the guidance of others and surrender to, if you find anybody who's truly wise, surrender, mm-hmm. ask them and surrender. Yeah. You can spend five years with a brilliant genius capacity, come up with the Pythagorean theorem from scratch or just take what's already been given so that you can not just prove something to yourself, but be five years further ahead and yeah. being of, of use to others and improve upon it. And I remember Swami, uh, we were on a train from somewhere to some Bombay to Chennai, I think. And, uh, he said the most interesting thing, you know, this is 20 years ago. He was, he was just riding along and, Suddenly, it just says, you know, if I had had this these books that you guys have, well, boy, what we could have done in the world. Mm. But they weren't there because he hadn't written them yet. <laughs> and then he says, you know, but but I had to write them, you know. So it's like now people study Vedanta for a minute and then they want to write their own book. They want to start their own thing. They want to be the Swami, and it's like. You write a book that's better than Vedanta Treatise, go publish it, mm-hmm. and I'll help you. I don't mean you, anybody, anybody. But until then, have you, have you grasped what that man has done in Vedanta Treatise? Have you fully grasped it? You really understood the game <laughs> yeah. before saying, like, I can't wait to add these checker pieces in place of the yeah, rook. I'm, 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 it's 2021. We need a, a new book about Vedanta. He's saying to us on the train... Gosh, I wish I had had that book. And it's it sounds, it's not ego, it's just objective. He's like, if he didn't need to spend those decades that he spent really focused on writing, he could have been rocking the world, with it, which he was anyway, also, but even more with those books, right? But we come in and we think, you know, I can, uh, before we know anything, we want to... We want to make our mark or whatever, you know? Yeah, just to expound on that for anyone listening, kind of wondering what Joseph means, it's after a childhood of basically philosophical rearing that he had, then spending 20 years of study, then writing for seven years, then 20 editions of that book, uh, or maybe 14 editions, how many editions is it? And that's just one of the books. That's one of the books. And and 
and it is um, the magnum opus of his Vedanta treatise, which uh, all of this is not, this is not picking up Hegel or picking up Kant and your, your philosophy class in college where you're like, screw philosophy, that is too hard. This is the most practical, this is the practical philosophy. Mm. It is so beautiful. Three pages into Vedanta treatise, mm. you will be hooked in its practicality. And, mm. and it hints so many years to make it so simple. Yeah. And and you and I were chatting about this the other day that the last time someone in the, also written in English, which is its own uh, miracle and it's in its own right, but the last time that someone had taken the time to really codify all of Vedanta in, in one book hmm. was, I think you were saying, hundreds of years ago. Like this is ex- exceptionally, well, I'll let you. No, I mean, I don't even really know historically, but th- nothing in recent memory is is such a complete compendium of this thousands year old wisdom tradition. And as you say, in English, mm. there's not a concept uh, in the Vedantic tradition that you won't find in Vedanta treatise. The entire Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, everything. All the other stuff also that Swami hasn't written commentaries on. He studied all and included all those ideas. Ramatirtha and all, everything Shankaracharya ever put out. I mean, all of it in one text. There's just nothing like it in in the history that I'm aware of, you know, well, anytime recently. And yeah, I'd round that out by saying, and there isn't anything practical that you'd want a new car <laughs> or inner peace and prosperity uh to go with outer peace and outer prosperity that anything that you want you want to be partner at your law firm you want to lose 50 pounds um it is not an overstatement to say that it is also included within the the text of that manual for living well the um the last thing i was i was going to touch on in that capacity to see the end of the meeting i just to underscore something that you said that i think is really powerful is it's not only to change for why you might have clicked on this episode to change to to improve to get that thing that you want mm. but it's also what you're saying it's it's also the opposite of saying okay if i don't take this seriously sincerely if i don't do this daily um, I'm a big fan of many of these self-help books, Atomic Habits by James Clear. My The synopsis of that book, in my view, is a great phrase of, it's about consistency over intensity. Mm-hmm. You want to lose 50 pounds, find out a way that you can do that over the course of seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months, not mm. over a month. Mm. That's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Consistency over intensity. Mm. Mention Shraddha and that, insen- that consistency. Um, but yeah, there's that that aspect in all of these things that we're touching on where the non-application of them, where you're like, okay, that was all good and well for that hour conversation by those two guys. But I mean, what I really want is, is different. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be through doing what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be through wanting it more. It's going to be through mm-hmm. this uh, magic pill mm-hmm. applied to whatever the mm-hmm. category of what you want mm-hmm. happens to be. Mm-hmm. And... And if we leave, if we leave you with anything else, it's that you have this this intellect that you can apply right now and say, 
what if you're wrong? Mm. What does that look like in three years? Yeah. Yeah. Five years, which is going to be a snap of the fingers. Yeah. Five years from now. All right, Joseph. Thank you again. I'm looking forward to next episode already. This is so great. It's great, brother. Me too. Woo! That episode was fantastic. And if you are digging yoga for your intellect and want to introduce this philosophy to your coworkers and your team, well, Joseph and I are down to come visit basically an in-person YFYI. Come visit with you and your team. In the same way that you might invite a yoga instructor for a team building event, we're willing to come to your office and talk to your team as well. We can do it over Zoom as well. It is, uh, it's whatever makes sense, but uh, we're even down to do it in person. And that is just in line with the mission of making this philosophy available and accessible to all those that seek it. Joseph and I would love to come talk with you and your team about yoga for your intellect. And that really comes from my perspective of running businesses for the last 15 years and just knowing, man, it was about 10 years ago I was running 50 person company led to a trip to the ER is drinking seven cups of coffee a day to try to stay on top of everything. Um, trip to the ER with a heart condition. Needless to say, it was a very, very stressful, extremely stressful time in life. And that business ultimately failed. And 10 years later, I sit here and, and get to have these conversations with with Joseph while running two companies and and a venture fund. Each day just feels like it's a hot knife through butter. I have not had a single day of stress in the last six, seven years of building multiple companies and, and multiple venture funds. It's truly remarkable and I know that it's not me or the businesses that are different than 10 years ago, but it's my approach to each day and quite literally to the start to the day because every day starts with this philosophy for me and we want to share it with your team. For me, it feels like an obligation of sorts and a loud siren saying that teams and companies around the globe need to hear this. So if you're interested, email us at, this is the key thing, email us at yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. That's yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. Use the email address in the show notes, and we would love to come chat with you and your team.